Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the NFL, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport is reporting Cam Newton has been diagnosed with a midfoot sprain. The Panthers are, quote, cautiously optimistic. Newton will be ready for week number one against the Rams. Ezekiel Elliott is back in Cabo, continuing his holdout. The Hall of Famer Marshall Falk is headed to Mexico to train with him. Reports were out on Thursday that the Cowboys had sent through a new offer. In off-the-field NFL news, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady's application to trademark the term Tom Terrific has been refused by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And in baseball, a rough record for the Baltimore Orioles on Thursday at Camden Yards. The Orioles surrendered their 259th home run of the 2019 season, breaking a tie with the 2016 Reds for most homers allowed by a team in a single year. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, everybody, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronis is a statue outside of MetLife. Daniel Jones' bust is right there, and I think we should all bow down to it. Definitely. After this, uh, another impressive preseason performance, uh, Giants fans have to be a little bit excited right now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, there's no way that any Giant fan could have predicted how good he's looked. It's been three weeks. It looks like there's promise there. I mean, and Shermer's even talking him up a little bit and saying, uh, why did you guys not expect this? Gettleman looks like a, a semi-genius. And Eli Manning's time is tick, 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 tick. You would think uh, it seems like they are going to be patient with him, though. But you would want to see Jones get an opportunity at some point. It's probably the best thing for the team right now. Uh, but they definitely feel like they owe Eli Manning something for some reason or another. Everyone's time comes to an end, and it's towards the end for Eli, and they need to realize that and get Jones in there. As good as he's looked in the preseason, you still need to see him do it in real game with first-team defense. I mean, it's great. It's better than him going out there and looking clueless, but it still doesn't tell us anything until we see him in a real NFL game perform well. But this is much better because when the Giants got rid of Eli the first time and who they played, Geno Smith, I mean, that was a bad life decision. Daniel Jones is at least there's promise there. See, I think Giant fans were, would have been okay with Eli being benched a couple of years ago. But don't bench him for a guy who sucks. Yeah, and now you know at least you would do it for a, a young quarterback that has some potential or you need to at least find out if he is the answer for your future quarterback. Absolutely. All right. I think another thing from the Giants side, if you own Saquon Barkley, I think Wayne Gallman is clearly Ronas, the backup there. No Paul Perkins, no Rod Smith. To me, it's Gallman 100%. Yeah, for sure. And I, you haven't really seen him drafted a lot. You know, even For those that take Barkley, I mean, you really don't see people taking a Barkley-McCaffrey handcuff. Uh, with Kamara, obviously Latavius is not a handcuff because he goes in the middle rounds. But uh, you really don't see... Many people take Gallman. I think they should. I take Jordan Scarlett. If I have McCaffrey, I take Jordan Scarlett in round 20. How long do you hold on to him, though? <clears throat> as long as I have, uh, I, I don't, I, as long as I don't need a waiver guy. Yeah, which could be tough, you know, in the first few weeks if you have several injuries, too. You know, right. that's the, always the issue. Sorry, I hear him. I apologize. Um, 
Cincinnati, Ryan Finley Ross, another rookie, looks pretty good. Every preseason game, he's looked sharp. I'm not saying that there's a quarterback controversy here, but if Andy Dalton sucks and this team's two and nine, you might see Ryan Finley late in the season. Possible, probably unlikely, but I guess it's always possible. Uh, I thought Rodney Anderson, their running back, looked pretty good. All right, let's take a look at Carolina and New England. Cam Newton leaves the game with an injury. I mean, this is just not what the Panthers wanted. This is another reason why these guys should not play. Uh, What's your take on Newton? Does this drop him in your draft uh, stock at all? Uh, Slightly. uh, According to all reports, it's not serious. Dr. David Chow was tweeting about it said from the video he didn't think it was anything serious thought if it was a regular season game he might have been able to come back the reports are pretty similar today they're so foot sprain they hope he can be ready for week one so it looks like he avoided a serious injury you know the biggest concern is this is a guy that we are expecting running from and does that diminish the first couple weeks because he's not 100%. So that's just I think it does. I think it does. I mean, I don't think Cam has been as much of a runner as he used to be, but I think it has to diminish it a little bit. I think this is the best uh, array of weapons he's had on offense, though. So maybe the passing yards go up. You know, he's got, you know, two guys at receiver. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, who can do a lot after the catch. And McCaffrey can do a lot after the catch. So that's where I think a lot of his passing yards are going to come from. Just put the ball in their hands and let them do their thing. You know, it's easier said than done with Cam. Because I, I think this is a – if Phillip Rivers was on the Panthers, I would love Phillip Rivers this year, right? I just want a quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Just get the ball to Samuel, get the ball to Moore, let them do the work. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably their plan. I mean, you know, everyone was saying last year, oh, well, the Panthers never throw to the running backs. How's it going to happen for McCaffrey? What happened? They threw to McCaffrey. So – you know, you adjust to personnel, and uh, they did that last year. All right, another quarterback, I, I, this is certainly not a controversy, but Jack Stidham is doing everything he can to show that he might be Tom Brady's backup. Now, Brady not going to retire for the next five years, but Stidham looks decent. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, then again, this could be the Patriots' usual, all right, we'll have a, a hype backup and then trade him for a high draft pick, and then he sucks because that's what they've done before, right? <laughs> that is their M.O. Damian Harris leaves with an injury. Are you worried about him? Would this drop him down? I know we both like him. No, they said, uh, from what I saw, that it was nothing significant. I don't even think they said what it is. Uh, I think he's a stash guy at this point. I mean, Sony Michel did look very good. Uh, he looked like he had some burst. And it, still, you're basically saying, all right, Michel has a history of knee injuries. I don't know if he can hold up for the long term. You want him back in the Patriots offense. So Harris is a guy that you're just stashing in case there's an injury. Stash and hope. What about Jacoby Myers? Is there a role or Philip Dorsett or either one of these guys? Because when you look at the depth chart, you're looking at Edelman, you're looking at Josh Gordon, you're looking at Nikhil Carey. Those three guys are solidified for sure. Who are the other guys that you think? Is it Demarius Thomas? Is it Dorsett? Is it Maurice Harris? Is it Jacoby Myers? I mean, Cameron Meredith, Matthew Slater. What do you do here? Yeah, I know he's looked good, but it's hard for me to draft him, especially with the return of Josh Gordon. Remember, it's still a team that's not going to be pass heavy. Uh, it seems like he has a little bit of a rapport with Dorsett, but uh, I'm not drafting those guys. I just don't think there's enough in that offense to go around for all of them. I mean, Would you draft to Marius Thomas? No. Yeah, I hate him this year. I used to love him, but I, I hate no, him. Of course, yeah. I mean, he's older, coming off this injury. No. I mean, he just, just got activated. So, no, we haven't even seen him in action yet.
I think it's a big mess there. I mean, I think Gordon is going higher than he should. Nikhil, I think Nikhil Carey's going higher than he should. Now with Gordon back, why is this guy going in the 10th or 11th round? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I like him. I think he's a good player, but it's just tough to see where the targets are coming from uh, with Josh Gordon back. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, okay, Baltimore against Philadelphia. And I know we're running up against it here, but I, I do want to talk about something in the Philadelphia and the Philadelphia run game. So let's take a little time out, Adam. But when we come back, I want to address some guys, Corey Clement and Josh Adams, who are players that I like, but maybe there's not a role for them. Do we think they'll get traded? And, and even if they get traded, assuming they get traded, Adam, are these the kind of guys that could end up somewhere and make a fantasy impact? We'll discuss that when we come back. There's a lot to do today. Dr. Adam Ronas, and we'll be back with you right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. It's Dr. Roto and Adam Ronas with FullTimeFantasy.com. Go to FullTimeFantasy.com and enter the promo code ROTO50 or Ronas50. We'll get you 50% off your first two months with us. And I know our rankings are hot off the press, Adam. My tiered ranks are coming out next week. I'm working on them all weekend long. And you update you update your rankings like every minute, right? Yeah, I try to do it as often as possible. Obviously, a lot of things changing, injuries, and a lot of people drafting this weekend. So, trying to put in the last-minute changes to help people out as much as possible. All right, let's go back to the Eagles-Ravens game. And I mentioned a couple of guys, Corey Clement and Josh Adams. And I don't know if there's room for either of those guys, Adam. You're looking at Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles. Three guys for sure are going to play. Then you got Clement and Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams. I got to think somebody's going to get cut, right? And are these guys who could end up on another team? And if so, let's just say Josh Adams went to the Jets. I'm just throwing a team out there. Would you draft him if you had Le'Veon Bell and make him your backup? No, I think it's Montgomery. I think the way they've utilized him and he's looked pretty good, I think he would be the guy. Um, Obviously, he's not going to get the Le'Veon Bell workload. So... Maybe someone else shares with them, but I think Montgomery would get the bulk of it. All right, but in general, are these guys that you look at or you just say, look, if they've been caught up by one team, I'm not interested? I mean, you can't draft them now. I mean, they're just guys to keep an eye on to see where they go. Maybe there's a better situation with a depth chart. There's more of a chance they move up, but it's going to be tough here on Philly. I was very upset, Adam. I was very upset to see J.J. Arthiego-Whiteside get eight for 104 and a touchdown. He was my dude in, like, round 18, Ronas. Yeah, I mean, the tough part with him is just it's going to take an injury, I think, for him to have a significant impact. That's why, you know, he's a late pick you stashed. They just they have so many weapons on this team right now, you know, with Ertz and Goddard and Jeffrey and Jackson and Aguilar. So, yeah, I mean, he's very appealing. There's no question about it. But, like, where there's not enough targets to begin the year. It's going to take an injury for him to really make an impact. All right, let me ask you this. Aguilar, you know, uh, Breaks, I don't know, does something to his hamstring. He's out, okay? How many receptions would you give Arthiega Whiteside 
assuming from week one, I would give him 40 to 45, assuming Aguilar's out. No more than that, though. Yeah, and that's that's just not enough to make right. a, an impact for the whole season. I mean, you know, again, you could stash him, and you might be fortunate something happens in the first couple weeks, and then you have him. But, I mean, I understand why people are excited, but it's all about volume and fantasy, and it's just not there for him right now. I think in best ball, you could get a game or two. I really do. I think you could get a game or two where he does something. But, you know, when you're getting 40 uh, receptions for the season, what is that, like three a week? Three a week is not – three for 54 is not winning you any, any championships. And that's even generous with yeah. a healthy roster. All right, let's look at Baltimore for a second. Miles Boykin, uh, Mark Andrews, Chris Moore, Marquise Brown. I know there are some people in, in our group that likes, like, like Miles Boykin. Is there upside there for you? I mean, I've taken him in some drafts. You know, it's basically, all right, I'm going to draft him. I know there's some talent there, and let me see how the Ravens' offense shakes out. We know they're not going to be pass-heavy. There's not going to be a ton of volume. Someone's got to catch passes in the offense, though. Now, what if we do see uh, an, an uptick in, in Lamar Jackson for his passing? What if he does get better? So that's basically what I'm doing. Am I counting on him to be a important piece of my team no it's the rounds where I'm kind of shooting for upside and uh we'll see if uh, if it pans out but definitely interested but I know a lot of people are going to say up oh, there's no volume there I don't want anyone in that offense but you know they, they do run so much uh, but it could Andrew, be a big play it could be a big play offense Boykin and Marquise Brown could make some big plays one or two a game not bad exactly that's why you know taking the shot um you know the first uh early draft I took Marquise Brown in the uh, FSGA league, and then in recent drafts, I've taken Boykin. All right, Washington Redskins played the Atlanta Falcons, Ronis. I hate to say I told you so, but I do love it. Jordan Reed already injured, Ronis. I hate that guy. I told you I hate that guy. I can't be rude. You can't cheer when a guy has a concussion. When no, I just cheer the fact that I was right that this guy is an injury a poster child for injury. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's clear. I think everyone knew that. That's why even the people that were drafting him, where were they taking him? 14th, 15th tight end off the board? If he wasn't hurt, he'd be going earlier. But it, it's, it's, that's why people were like, you know, I think Chad took him in the beat out of Ronis draft Tuesday. I don't know. It was round 12. So, you know, at that point, you, if he gets hurt, it's, it's not the biggest deal. I mean, you don't want to lose any pick, but it's going to happen. So that's why. it's not. In years past, Jordan Reed was going six, seven, eight. Round. Right, right. Round, yeah, that was crazy. And then you're like, it really affected your team. Right. Now, double-digit round's not a big deal. Look, I don't have him anywhere. I was starting to say, you know what? Maybe a tight end 14, I might do it. But I never could pull the trigger because it's just I know the injury history. And you know, that was a vicious hit, too. I mean, that was a helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. It was pretty bad. And, you know, now he is officially in the concussion protocol. It's just not good. I mean, Jordan Reed's got to sit there and say, you know what? Maybe it's time to just stop playing because seven concussions, man, that's too I many. I told you he was one more concussion from being at a rest home in Boca a couple of years ago. I don't – look, I told you this years back. You know that Javid Best, I told you I knew his agent, right? And Javid Best's agent said to him, dude, one more concussion and you are endangering your life. And Javid Best said, I'm done with football. And that guy was a real good player. I don't know who's giving Jordan Reed advice, but if, it, if he's pl- continuing his, his career, it's bad advice, Adam. Wow, I didn't realize he was a tight end 13 in ADP in the FFWC. I thought he was lower. A bunch of jokers don't know what they're doing in those leagues. Just kidding. <laughs> 
But yeah, he was tight in 13, ADP of 136. I mean, the ADP is well, 11th round. Yeah, I couldn't do it. That's why I have yeah, no shares. I couldn't do it. I know. You, look, I told you, if he was like round 19, I'd be like, oh, I'm debating him in round 19. That's how much I hate this guy. But Darius Geis looked nice, Ronas. He did. They gave him 12 touches as well. And look, I, I love Darius Geis. I was drafting him last year before he got hurt in the third, fourth round. It's just a matter of. This offense is going to be bad. I mean, Keenum was under constant duress in, like, the entire preseason. So, I think their plan is they want to run the football, play conservative, and they do like their defense. The key is, will they be able to keep games close? Adrian Peterson is going to get his touches. And the, the one other thing that hurts guys a little bit is, I don't think he's going to be in there on third downs at all. He wasn't yesterday. It was all Chris Thompson. So, I understand there's going to be excitement for guys now, but... It's not so exciting, dude. I'm telling right? you that that's, that line is. I, I'm, I, I'm not excited at all. That's the way I feel too. Like I feel like now his price is going to go up because of yesterday, and I'm very interested to see where he goes this weekend. I mean, his ADP is 90. I'm looking at the and I don't know if these were the three from last night, but 84, 84, 79. Where he I actually, I want him. I want him going in round seven or eight. I, I would. I pray to the fantasy gods that he goes then because I'm not taking him. And I don't like where it goes here. Yeah, it's a bad situation. Again, I would love to see him do well. I'm rooting for him, but you just have to, like, I don't understand where the high outcome is. Like, how you got Peterson there, Chris Thompson, a bad offensive line, a team that could be playing from behind. If they're playing from behind consistently, it's not good for guys. He won't see the field that much. He'll never see the field. I, I have him under 1,000 total yards. I do. I don't think the receiving yards are there. And you've got Chris Thompson. There's no way you're going to bench this guy. And I think it's just bad. I, the offensive line is so bad. I may play against the Redskins every week in DFS. You can do that. And I believe week one, if I'm not mistaken, Eagles. is the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. All right. For Atlanta, let me just share with everybody right now. I'm sharing this. Brian Hill is poo-poo. I'm not the biggest uh, Donta Freeman fan. Many people like him more than I do. I will have shares of Edo Smith. I will have shares of Quadri Allison. I'm not telling you Dante Freeman's bad, Adam. I just don't have any shares of him. I will not take him where I need to in round three. I'd rather get those other two guys in round 14, 15, 16 and see what happens. Yeah, look, Freeman looked really good on a couple carries early. I mean, I was like, damn, but, you know, will he stay healthy? Because he's such a violent runner. He's another guy that has a history of concussion and knee issues. So, I haven't drafted him yet. I would like to get at least one share just in case he goes off because I love the Atlanta offense. But, you know, he is a guy that has had a history of injuries. So it is nice to know who the running back is. And Edel Smith was dropping in the last couple of weeks. Cause remember, there's been some negative things about him, but it looks like he has now emerged as the number two, I would say. Did you see my, my watch? My first watch it video was don't 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 pass on Edo Smith. I think there's still value. He looked good last year. And if something happens to Freeman, I think he is a perfect backup for him. But we'll keep on breaking down preseason. All right. We're full time fantasy. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronas. And we'll be back with you with more right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
All right, guys, become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. So if you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you are doing it wrong. So sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, the Jaguars played the Dolphins, Ronis. Kalen Ballads, dude, I don't think that I don't think what we saw last night is is impossible. Twelve for seventeen. I could see that happening during the regular season too. Yeah, you know, I think it's a situation that I, I want to avoid. You know, I did get Kalen Balaj in the fishbowl, but it was like RB fifty seven late. Now it's just he's going too early. I think I did take him in a recent draft in round nine, and I'm already looking back saying probably shouldn't have done that because. This offense is not going to be good, and Kenyon Drake shed his walking boot. Drake's just a better player. I mean, you could say whatever you want, that they're going to give Balazs the touches. Drake's just better. Um, Drake, as crazy as it was last year, it was, I think, RB14 in PPR, but you got to take that carefully because we know there's a lot of down games. But, yeah, it's, uh, I think I might just avoid that situation unless Drake's really cheap, like round 10. I took Drake, I think, in 11 in the GST, maybe 12. Yeah, that's fine. I think in Mars he went round nine, yeah. I believe. So, yeah, he really fell when he was injured. He's just better, though. He's better than Balazs. He is better than Balazs. But, I mean, look, I don't want Balazs. I don't want any other running back. I don't want Mike Gisecki. I don't want Kenny Stills. I don't want anybody. I, I don't. I, I am taking some shares of Preston Williams, but I have a feeling that this guy is, is like fool's gold, too, where this team is so bad, maybe Preston Williams doesn't do anything till week 12. He didn't do anything yesterday. You know where Preston Wilson went, Williams went in my GST, bro? You are not going to believe it. 11. It was like 10 or 11. Man. Yeah, I, people look crazy on him. I stood there, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my. I, I was like, really? I was like, yeah. okay. that Like, that's – I'm sorry. That's a terrible pick, even if it, look, if, I, if it works I, out. I took him in you, 17 of a beat Dr. 17 is different. Because and then he went in seven, 13 of another league I was in. I was like, 13? That's crazy. Right. There's really there's really no bad picks in 17, let's be honest. Because what's the worst case scenario? He does nothing. He's fifth on the depth chart. You cut him after week one. You need someone to cut him anyway. You know there's going to be someone to pick up. But round 10 or 11, man, like, that's still important rounds. There's some good players in those rounds that ha- are potentially going to break out. And maybe I'm wrong on Williams, but I'm not taking him in that round. You still have... <laughs> He hasn't proven anything yet. He's yet to play in an NFL game. Well, let me do it this way. Let's just assume I am the president of the Preston Williams fan club. All right? Let's just argue that I am. And I like him. How many receptions is this guy getting? 50? 50 for 780 and five touchdowns? I mean, what are we talking about? Miami's terrible. Right. And they still, you know, you could say what you want, but Kenny Stills is going to get his targets. Devontae Parker's there. So, Albert Wilson. So, they still have veteran guys. I mean, again, I think they all kind of really hurt each other, and it's a bad offense. We don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. So, it's just one of those offenses you don't want to invest in heavily. Then you take the, the least proven guy who did it in a preseason game. I mean, he went he went around 10. I mean, you want to hear some of the guys that went after him, man? I mean, come on. I'm going to give you a guy in Miami, though, Ronis. And this is a guy that if we were in a 32-round draft, I'd take him around 30. Miles Gaskin. I watched him play at Washington. 
he's like Kenyon Drake light. Got some skill, but he's little. Right. But I, I'm just saying, if I was in a best ball league and there's like 28 rounds, I oh, might yeah, take yeah. him in like 27-28. Yeah, um, in the 20-round draft, he's not going right now. I guess he's someone just to kind of keep an eye on in case one of the backs get hurt. But, yeah, right. I mean, it's uh, if we go back and look at where Balaj was drafted. So his ADP right now is 89. Oh, the oh that's terrible. He has the that's RB34. Terrible. I mean, he's gone 87, 84, 71. Oh, He my won't be goodness. on any of my teams at that. And like I want going ahead to take him. He's going ahead of Duke Johnson. Give me Duke Johnson. Right, for sure. Now, for Jacksonville. Is that Royce Freeman? Yeah, crazy. Crazy. I like how Leonard Fournette looked, dude. I think Leonard Fournette is a value right now. And I'm telling you, I'm starting to like this guy more and more. Yeah, I actually have him ranked, uh, I think, like RB13, maybe 12, somewhere. But I don't have him anywhere yet. It, look, here's the thing. It, it's pretty simple with Fournette. He's a three-down back. They were throwing him passes. There's very few three-down backs. We all know the risk with him is injury, and his underlying metrics have not been great. He's been under four yards per carry in his first two years, but he's a three-down back. They are committed to him. Whether you believe him about him you know, being in better shape, changing his diet, cutting people from his life, you know, it's always good to hear those things for a player that's kind of been up and down. His ADP is 32 right now in the FFWC, RB16 off the board. And, you know, if you start two wide receivers – He's not a bad RB one to have because if he yeah. does play 14, 15 games, and he should be good. Is a th- yeah. And, and then I'm not. I'm not good. a Ryquell Armstead guy. I'm being honest with you. I think Alfred Blue is injured. I'm not a Thomas Rawls guy. I don't know. I th- I think Armstead makes sense to me in like round 16, 17. If I took Fournette, it makes sense. I just don't know if I love the player. A little overrated to me. Yeah, um, he would be the guy I would take though if I'm looking to handcuff Fournette. Maybe that's one, they're one of these teams too that does go out and, and get someone because uh, Alfred Blue is so mediocre. How about Josh Adams right there? Nice fit when he gets caught by the Eagles. Could be, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely look into him from Jacksonville. All right, Oakland against Green Bay. You know, Hard Knocks is going to be rocking and rolling. The uh, Raiders win 22 21. Nathan Peterman, Rose, Ronas, 23 for 37, 210, two touchdowns. Let's get on the bandwagon right now. Yeah, do it. Uh, this was a game they played on an 80-yard field. Did they? Did you know? Yeah, there was. Uh, I didn't know that. Problems in the end zone, and so they had no kickoffs, oh and God. they played on a modified 80-yard field where the 10-yard line was the goal line. That's crazy. Right. So That's basically, crazy. they rested their starters for the most part, and they said, "All right, well, you other guys are expendable. If you get hurt, you get hurt." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, man. So yeah, I don't know what you could take away from this game. I don't know. I, Jake Kumaro? Can I take anything away from Jake Kumaro? Is he number? I think he's going to be. He's better than Equinemia Saint. Uh, well, Brown Stinky. got hurt. He's out for the year. Which Brown? Saint Equinemia Saint Brown. He did. I didn't see that. Yeah. Really? He hurt, I think so it was, I was his ankle. I said I had written in my uh, bold predictions, I said Jake Kumaro well, okay, was He's not guy. officially out, but they're waiting okay. for MRI results, and it doesn't look good for him. Well, using crutches. After the, uh, look, like I said, I think Kumaro was going was gonna to go up uh, draft boards anyway. He is Roger's guy. Let me ask you this. Adams, Valdez-Scantling, Allison, Kumaro, is there enough, enough targets for all these guys to be happy? Uh, if the Packers' offense rebounds, there could be, I think, for Adams 
Allison and MVS. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I don't know, man. He's just not what he was. I know people are like, oh, he's a value. I'm not interested. So if the Packers offense improves and is and we get the old Aaron Rodgers, then I think there could be. Are you drafting? If this, I will not draft Jimmy Graham in any draft I'm in, Adam. That's, I can guarantee you that. Yep, I don't have any any Jimmy Graham. Do you think people still draft Jimmy Graham thinking they're getting Jimmy Graham? I think they look at it like, oh, well, if the Packers offense is back, he's a red zone threat, but he's just not what he was, man. So it's it's name value at this point. So I'm not I'm not taking him. I'm not I'm not interested. I just don't see a huge ceiling there. I mean, even if he scored eight touchdowns, how many receptions is he going to get? And even eight touchdowns, I think is risky. So I'm not drafting him. All right. Well, let me let, let's let's stay with that for a second. If you were in a standard league, is Jimmy Graham somewhat interesting to you? A tight end, still no, but I guess he goes a little bit higher because you know some of these tight ends are just not going to score a lot of touchdowns. He has the ability. I'm not saying he will. I mean, he could score seven eight. He is a red zone guy, but I'm not excited about it. Yeah, I, I guess if I was in a standard league. Maybe as my second tight end, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't see it. And I know that he's. I will tell you a tight end that I'm, I was wrong about. I think Delaney Walker is going to be pretty good. I've been undervaluing him, Adam. Yeah, I, I I I moved him up like last week, so I do have him as a tight end one. Um, but I haven't drafted him yet. But I'm willing to. Uh, by the way, so Equinemius Saint Brown has a high ankle sprain. That's what uh, the reports are. All right, so he won't be out, out for the year with that. No, but he'll be out okay. several weeks and then fall behind the depth chart if he had a oh. shot. Yeah, that's true. Right, oh, so he about had... four to four to six weeks. Right, so that that's yeah, that's he's got nothing. I'm not. There's no way you're. I'm drafting him. No, even even in dynasty because I I like the other four guys way more. I do. I like the and I think that Kumaro, who would be the weakest one, Aaron Rodgers likes, which tells which tells me everything. Yes, I mean, it's a guy to keep an eye on in case there's injuries this year. All right, let's see. Ronald Jones, Ronas, back practicing for the Bucks. I think he is the bust of the century. Yeah, there's been negative reports on him. The way he catches the football, just everything has go- is not good for him. So uh, he's a guy that's uh, really gone down my rankings. I didn't have him highly to begin with, but I don't see me taking him on on a team this year. I think I might have taken him in an early best ball draft, but it's just been nothing positive. Like, I don't even want him or Barber. I just don't want to talk. Again, I think they're going to be a team that passes a ton, which is part of the reason why I like all the other pieces of that offense in Winston because, and I've written it in my analysis of whether it's Godwin or Howard or Evans or Winston, they don't have a strong running game, and they're going to be playing from behind. So uh, I'm not interested in either guy in the backfield. What about Dari Ugunbonwale? I would, you know what? I circled him on my sheet, and I wanted to take him in the last round the other night, and I forgot. <laughs> For real, no, he's he, a guy to keep. He an may eye emerge. On, yeah, he, he is. Yeah. He's legit. Arian's been talking about it. He's absolutely to take right now in, in the eight, nine, 18, 19, 20th round. Because I don't Definitely. like Andre Ellington. Andre Ellington's on the other side of thirty. The other guy's twenty-five. I like him way. Arians more. likes him, but he's not. He can't be a, a full-time back. No way. No, that's true. All right, we'll keep on going through this when we return. Right after this. Oh, 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we're back. Please go to playffwc.com right now. If you do, I need you to sign up for the Beat Dr. Roto Draft. Come on. Come on, guys. Get in there. I need you in there. Got plenty of spots. Playffwc.com. All right? And then there's some, let's see, tonight there's an online championship at 10, five spots available. There's a best ball draft. There's a world championship draft. There's just drafts all over the place. So uh, very interesting here. Play FFWC. When is the next beat Adam Ronas draft, Ronas? It's not set up yet, but I think we'll do something next week. Okay. Do you, you're not sure the date yet? No. I'll probably send something over hopefully today and get it set up. Uh, but I'm thinking next week. Okay. Got my home league draft on Sunday. Ooh. What pick? One. Ooh. Now, have you had one yet before? Yes. I had one in the first beat at Adam Ronis Online Championship League. I had one in some industry draft. So I've had it, but we talked about it. Like right now, picking one, when you come back on the 2 3 turn, it's not ideal. There's a lot of question marks there right now with those receivers. It is. What if what? I'm just going out crazy for you, Ronis. What if we went, do you like Saquon or McCaffrey? Ah, it's close. I think I have McCaffrey one, but I actually might go Saquon in this one. What if we go Saquon, Fournette, Godwin? <laughs> yeah, that's bold. But you know yeah, what? I think that's for the bold. I think doing it. I think right now it's not that crazy because I will say if Keenan falls, I'll take him. It sounds like everything's okay, but I don't think he falls at this point. Brown is such a risk. Carry on, I guess, is in the mix. He might make it back. Um, Look at, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Fournette over carry on. Hilton's a concern. Damian Williams a concern. Diggs, oh my dude, Godwin's Diggs. ADP. Do you know what a Godwin's ADP is right now? Twenty uh twenty seven. Twenty eight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Guys. Oh People my are goodness. I know, I know. But he's our breakout player, Ronis. He's gonna but, be top ten. But you know what's funny is that so when uh, you probably got the email from CBS because we did our GST grade and it like gave me a C because um, I did take Godwin in and it, they had his ADP at 72. I'm like, yeah. dude, what? Yeah. So that's why. So they graded you based on where you take the player to ADP. And I think I took him at 36. Do you so. know last year, my worst player, according to CBS, my worst player, I was in an auction league. You know, I got him for $4. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. Is that I don't look. I don't care about those things. I mean, good. Give me. A I second. want a D. I want. If I get a D, I'm actually happy, Ronus. No, I agree. I mean, they're just. Uh, I look. I know why they do it because I when I was um, doing the draft LA thing, you know, he was saying, "Oh, we need something like that to grade." I'm like, "Why? It's so stupid." He's like, "You need to take yourself outside of the expert and think from the consumer." They like those things, so. I was like, okay. I was like, look, I don't think it does any use. He's like, it doesn't matter. People like those things. They want to hear their feedback, their grades. And I was like, okay, I understand. 
you know, sometimes you do need to put yourself in a different perspective. For us, we could care less because Adam, when we were at the other, when another radio station, how many time, how many people asked you for a draft grade? Oh, of course, a thousand a day. And it doesn't mean anything. I mean, because we all know, we, we've gone over this numerous times, your team that you draft is going to be completely different, or not completely, but a lot of times, half that roster is going to be different by the end of the season. Just so many changes, injuries, waiver wire pickups. So, you know, you want to feel good about your draft coming out, but it's, doesn't, it's a one piece of the puzzle. Well, here's the problem with the draft, Greg, for me, and why I refuse to give them. I don't know what your whole draft board was, nor do I want to realize and look at your draft board. Because when you send me your team in a vacuum, how do I know who you passed on and who you could have had? So, I, I, no offense, I'm really not interested. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People, people like our opinions, though. So No, no, I'm interested in helping you. I'm interested in helping people once I know their team. But me going back, if I go, oh, I'll give that draft a, a C. Oh, Roto hates my team. I, I, it's, it's a no win. Yeah, no win. I mean, it doesn't. You know, we'll we'll help you improve it throughout the year. Yeah, you know, that's the key. Um, that's the key. So, what is Marshall Falk doing? Why is Marshall Falk getting involved in the Zeke thing here? He's training him, basically. Training him to do what? Be a better human being? Ah, probably to you know, give him uh, an improved workout. No one that he's holding out. I don't know if Zeke asked for him. I think Zeke's from St. Louis, so probably grew up. Uh, seeing Falk, so yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I just seen that they're training. He's going to Cabo to train with him. When is this going to end? I think soon. I, I really do. Um, but it was interesting because Joe Thomas tweeted out that uh, that Zeke would be foolish to accept the offer. He goes, you know, Zeke is you know the top running back, and he shouldn't settle for what Gurley has. So this is what he tweeted out. Um, throughout the course of NFL history, if you are the best player at your position or clearly one of the best, when you re-sign a second contract with the team that drafted you, you usually beat the highest paid current contract at your position by 15 to 20%. Oh, really? The thing that you could say, though, is that, well, look at it from a Cowboys perspective. Zeke has had off-the-field issues. So why should they go all in when this guy's had some issues in but the counter could be, well, no charges were pressed, you know, so. Yeah, but didn't, didn't, didn't the Rams overpay Gurley big time? Uh, yes. I mean, I think all you, if, if whatever running back we look at, we're going to say they're overpaid. That's not the point. No, no, no. It's, Gurley was really overpaid. It's the one. I, I don't think Le'Veon Bell was overpaid. How about that? I don't think Le'Veon Bell was overpaid. Well, I think Gurley you, was overpaid because, yeah, now that he's injured, see, he's here's overpaid. The, here's the thing. It's all market. They're they're underpaid. If Jimmy Garoppolo is getting twenty seven million a year, I mean, come on, you can't tell me that those running backs are overpaid. And I understand it's a quarterback market, but that's how I would feel as a running back. I'm like, wait a second, you're giving this guy who's barely done anything in the NFL twenty seven million per year. Now these contracts are misleading too, because it's guaranteed. Like the Jalen Smith contract was what sixty seventy million. Essentially, it's a twenty six million dollar deal because Dallas can bail out any time. That's why these players are shooting for the high guaranteed money. This is not like other sports, so. You have to look at it from that perspective, too. But, uh, again, you could understand why Zeke wants to, to be the highest-paid running back. I mean, And Dak, like, too? You feel that way about Dak, too? Well, no. I mean, look, the thing with Dak, I told you you know, a few days ago, if I'm Dak, I, I go and I'm bargaining. Look, he's not a top-ten quarterback. 
he has his flaws, but the problem is quarterbacks get paid because what's the alternative? I mean, if they didn't have Dak now, who's quarterbacking this team? They go from a team that has Super Bowl aspirations to may, probably don't make the playoffs. But if you're Dak, if I'm Dak's agent, I'm going, all right. All right. I Jimmy got a Gar- guy. I got a guy for you, Ronis. What if I told you that Derek Carr could be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? No, I don't want him, man. Well, look, I mean, Dak is going to outprice himself. Carr is not going to outprice Dak's gonna himself. Dak's going to get paid, man. He, he, he's going to get paid. The Raiders Carr, don't want Carr. The Raiders Derek don't Carr want already, Carr. Derek Carr already makes a ton of money. Doesn't he have a $100 million contract? He does. I'm just saying that I think that Carr is going to be gone. I thought that, I thought that if, the, sorry, if the Giants didn't take Daniel Jones, I thought Carr could have been a Giant. And that would have been a mistake. You don't want that. You'd rather take the shot with Jones, and if it doesn't work out, draft another one. Yeah, Carr has a $125 million contract. That's the, the problem, man, with quarterbacks. You know, you see these guys who are not that good. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, $27 million a year. So if you're Dak Prescott, you go, hey, I've been in this league three years. I've done more than anything Garoppolo has done. I've led my team to the playoffs. Look, you know, the numbers are not Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, but they're good. They're good enough that you have been on a, court, a team that has been able to make the playoffs. So that's the problem. Do we all, does Dak deserve $35, $40 million? No. But when you compare him to the rest of the quarterback market, he's got a fair argument. And that's the problem is the quarterbacks are way overpaid. Running backs are not paid enough. No, but it's true. It's, it's not fair. Uh, speaking of running backs, Darwin Thompson is moving up the charts, dude. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm starting to love this. I, got, I picked him up in two different leagues, and I'm loving it right now, Ronas. I'm loving this guy. Well, yeah, I mean, he's the backup. You know, a lot of the Raiders beat uh, or Chiefs beat writers, and it's more than one, are speculating Carlos Hyde might not even make the roster. He we know he's stinks. not good. We know that. I mean, he keeps getting traded. So it's obvious. His ADP for Darren Thompson right now is 103. So keep that in mind. He's gone as early as 85, man. So, um, and again, Would you we, take, all right, it's round eight. Darwin Thompson's on the board. Adam Ronas, you're on the clock. You take him? Uh, I would consider it, yeah, depending on what my roster is at that point. Yeah. I mean, eight, seem, eight I don't know. Seems early, right? Yeah, eight, I don't know. Um, I was getting them in like 12 and 13. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, that's one of the benefits of drafting earlier. There's, you know, arguments on both sides. Yeah, you get a guy who's hurt. But, you know, you get a, a guy like that, and uh, it's worth it. So, what if yeah, I, I win this year? What if I win the online championship this year, Ronis? Because I had Darwin Thompson around 13. It's, look, here's the thing. Chiefs offense, you want to invest in it. And you look at the starting running back, Damian Williams. We don't know if he's going to hold up the entire year. Only 50 carries is his career high in a season. He already dealt with a hamstring injury. Thompson could come in, and even if Williams is the starter, he could come in and get maybe 10, 12 touches per game and potentially move into a, a bigger could workload. Be, if Damian could he Williams be Tariq Cohen? Could he be there, Tariq Cohen? Uh, possibly, yeah. You just yeah. want more consistency. You know, but Tariq, I think that's the kind of Tariq, player he is. You know, Tariq Cohen, 47% of his production came in for four games last year. Did I, t- I, I told you this t- a month ago. I, this guy's a best ball player. I want no part of him in redraft leagues. No, I don't, I don't either. I'm not, I'm not touching him. And there's already talk that his role could diminish. I want everybody in a league with me to draft Tariq Cohen. I beg you, please do me the favor. Take Tariq Cohen. I'm not taking him. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I, have, I don't have him on any teams. Yeah. And, and look... Do I think Tariq Cohen can win you money? Yes. Because if he does well in weeks 15 and 16, it's a difference maker. But I don't know if you get to the playoffs with Tariq Cohen. Could give you a lot of ones and twos, Adam. Yeah. No, I saw it. There was like, I think I wrote it. There, there was like, 
I don't know, seven, eight games, three receptions or fewer. I mean, it's just role was so erratic from week to week, and they're very high on David Montgomery, who can catch the football. They got Mike Davis there. Uh, you know, Cohen's just, you know, I think people look at the totality of the numbers last year, and it was like, what, 71 receptions? Yeah, that's great, but they're not distributed evenly. So you could say, oh, he finished as a top 15 running back or wherever he finished, great, but this is not Roto. This is not a roto league. This is not baseball. Those those numbers we need to know. We want them to be consistent. You know, it's great that he had that twelve catch game against the Giants, but how many down games did he have? That's the problem. Right, right. Is there a guy right now who you're? Well, by the way, Tariq Cohen against the Giants. What a game that was. And it was what overtime. A game that was. Oh, what a game that was. Um, is there a guy right now that you're higher on the, 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 than other people? You think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's tough to compare. I mean, the FFWC ADP is very aggressive. So, I mean, maybe more in general, the general ADP, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to look. Guys in the after like 100, right? Right. I'm high, I'll give you a guy that I'm high on. I'm high on Adam Humphreys. I don't think many people are, but I, I like Adam Humphreys. I think he's solid. He's wide receiver 59. Right. At ADP of 135. Right. I'm just I think he's, I think he could be your four if, if you had to. If you went running back heavy and you had Humphreys as your four, I think he could go six for 54 every week. You prefer that, though, than shooting for a ceiling in that round? I mean, I guess the floor okay is sometimes fine. When I'm trying to get a guy late, I want, sometimes I either want to go for the, the high risk or the safe guy, one or the other. All right, yeah, he's definitely more than a safe guy. I don't see a high right. ceiling for him. No, but I feel the same way about Cole Beasley. He should go about 12 points a week. He is going uh, much later in drafts, too. He is. I think he's a good pick in round 18 or 19. Yeah, he's the 66 receiver off the board, ADP at 159. Home leagues, he probably won't even get drafted. Won't even get drafted. But I, I think he's a smart pick in, in our type of leagues, like Trey Quinn. All these guys can do some damage. All right, we're going to take our final time out of this first hour. Breaking down some sleeper picks for you guys. We'll continue talking about it when we return right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're back. Remember, play FFWC.com, whether it's a starter draft, our draft and go online championship, or the fantasy main event, the world championship. There's a Beat Dr. Roto draft this Saturday at 10 p.m. Check it out at playffwc.com. Sign up now. Great payouts, great draft room, great people. And that's all I have to say. It's just great. All right, Adam. Is there a guy, I know we talked about guys that we maybe like more than others. Are there guys that you hate more than other people do? Yes. That would be uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah. I, I have zero shares of Gurley 
and I think I will have zero shares of Gurley. Yeah, everyone takes him so early compared to me. So, uh, you know, he's generally going on early second round. And, you know, all reports are good right now, but that doesn't mean he can hold up over the whole season. And if I'm wrong, hey, I'll say, hey, I was wrong. But we already know that he's got a knee issue. We already know they've talked about a diminished workload. So, uh, and we don't know what's going to happen because, uh, as I've written about, so last year he basically had four weeks off before that playoff game against the Cowboys and looked good. And then what happened the next week? He did nothing. What did he have, like four carries against the Saints? Well, the no, NFC I told you, I, I, I think there's going to be weeks where he has 20 carries for 100 yards and you love him. Right. And then the very next week he goes eight carries for 18 yards and does nothing. And he's going to kill your fantasy team. I think right. the guy's going to kill your fantasy team. Yeah, and that's what I, I think people are just not understanding, um, that they don't know about how they're going to – Gurley's going to respond. You know, they're talking about, oh, we're going to manage this issue. That's great. You have a plan in place. You don't know how it's going to be. I mean, it's it's an arthritic knee. So I think I out of 16 games, I'll give them eight good games. I don't know if eight good games are enough. Yeah, it's not for me. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy that I've uh, avoided. I'm trying to think of a guy. Well, you know I hate me some Jordan Howard. I hate me Jordan Howard. Yeah, I mean, he goes late anyway. I, I, have, I don't want no part of him. I mean, I'd much rather Miles Sanders any day of the week. All right, who's coming up for uh, hour number two, Adam? We'll have uh, Brendan Murchison. He's part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. So he'll join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Well, good luck in your home draft this week, my man. Thanks, man. Uh, got the number one pick, and I ain't really that don't, thrilled about Don't it. screw it up. Don't <laughs> screw it up. I won't. All right, guys. This is Dr. Rose saying be well, take care. Keep it right here for another hour of Full-Time Fantasy. We're back right after this.